This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Kevin Farrell, here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. It's all about chops on today's show. What do you season your chops with? Do you prefer them fried or baked? And what's the perfect recipe for a lamb chop? What sides are good to serve with lamb chops? You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning when you give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or you can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. It's all about chops on today's show. How do you season your pork chops? You prefer them fried or baked? What about lamb chops? What's a good recipe for that? And what sides go well with lamb chops? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning. You can give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 7464 Or you can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend. Kevin, of course, you know, I always have fantastic weekends, and this one was really amazing. Um, I met a couple that have been married, Kevin, for 60 years. So if Billy and Betty are listening this morning, you guys blessed me. You blessed everybody that came in contact with you. What a joy. I hope you guys are doing well today and many, many more of God's blessings to you. I mean, it was just a lot of fun, Kevin. You know, when you meet amazing people um, in Mississippi, it is just Southern goodness at its best. And they were truly a delight to meet. All right. Very good. That's always, uh, as you said, that's that's quite a a long-term relationship. So you always have to admire uh, when two folks uh, can be that dedicated to each other to share their lives together for that for that long amount of time. That's really well, yeah, Kevin. And it seems like the only time I'm going to get a long term relationship out of you is on Mondays when I cook. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. You guys, you got to have to help me out with this kid. He's just not giving in. <laughs> I got uh, another Blue Apron package in the mail this weekend, so uh, enjoyed that. The kind of a sad story though. There was. Uh, I was supposed to be making some uh, a garlic lemon uh, vinaigrette for the arugula salad that went with the quiche, and I had uh, zested the lemon, got it all in there, and then I was squeezing the juice of the lemon into this little container I had, and I had one of the juicers, and I hit too hard on, and it hit that, and the little thing of juice and zest went everywhere, and so. Well, Kevin, uh, you know what all that frustration is about. What's that? That's because you want to hang out with me more. <laughs> <laughs> So how so how did it turn out? I mean, after that, uh, actually, so I I'm not a big fan of arugula anyway, so I decided to ditch the salad. But the quiche was great. It, it was a zucchini and cherry tomato quiche. Oh wow, both of my favorites. I so, love cherry uh, tomatoes, and and uh, they are just this is really wonderful bite. And you're not really a tomato fan, but I think you like cherry tomatoes pretty good. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I've I've learned to, I don't like on a sandwich or something. I'm not a big fan of tomatoes, but I do like it in a dish like that. And I also the funny thing was I learned that it you were supposed to quarter the cherry tomato, and so I cut it in half. Yeah. And then I, if you had it, you should turn it up to where the pulp or whatever you call that is up because. If I was doing it the other way, they, they all kept getting all squished. Of, right, right, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> About slicing cherry tomatoes. <laughs> but it was good. You know, they it was two little individual quiches, so they had the the, the, the pastry, you know, done and everything. So it, okay. turned out, it turned out really good. Okay, so Kevin, so who ate the other quiche? Well, it's in the refrigerator, and it will be lunch today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> Stop giving you such a hard time, but it was always a pleasure to cook for you guys every Monday and to hang out 
here, Kevin. And today, oh my gosh, we've got an amazing meal today. We've got pork chops and they are not only beautiful, Kevin, but I made some rice with a very unique gravy today. And I can't wait to share it with everybody. It is a onion and brown sugar gravy, Kevin, and it's unexpected pleasure. Pork chops are tender. They got this wonderful little crisp on the outside, perfectly cooked. I mean, today is just a wonderful Monday. And I know it's really early, but the great thing about pork chops is they can go for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's one of those kind of deals. Uh, <laughs> okay, you guys can't see it, but Kevin's actually got a very happy face right now. He's eating a little <laughs> air. That, uh, that gravy is really, really good because... It's got the onions, but then the the brown sugar adds a little bit of sweetness to it. So, and I, I detect a little bit of heat. Well, you know, Kevin, I like to keep it hot. So, a little. It's actually got a little bit of uh, habanero uh, seasoning in, mm-hmm. right in the pork chop itself. Usually, what happens, especially you know, in Southern soul food restaurants, everybody's grabbing the hot sauce for the pork chop. With this particular chop, you don't really have to add any extra hot sauce or anything. It's not only got that wonderful crisp that everybody looks for in a fried pork chop, Kevin, but it's got that wonderful juiciness of a baked pork chop as well. And I'll share with everybody today on Facebook at Cooking with Honey and Friends our secret to getting this pork chop, not just gorgeous, but juicy. I mean, it's absolutely yummy. And it's a nice big pork chop, too. And pork chops are one of my favorites. I think I'm a big fan of pork. So this is... um... Very good. So if you're listening this morning and uh, you like chops, pork chops, lamb chops, uh, give us a call this morning. Let us know how you like to prepare them or if you have a favorite recipe that you'd like to share with us. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So when we talk about uh, preparing food, Deborah, I always like to kind of start us off at the grocery store. We're at the meat case, so tell me what you're looking for to uh, when you're looking to buy good pork chops. Well, this week, Kevin, I was definitely looking for a sale. And when you're looking for items on sale, one of the things that you want to definitely do is make sure you take check the dates on it. You don't want to buy something that's going to expire tomorrow unless you're planning on cooking it today or on the date of the expiration. The other thing that you look for, Kevin, uh, with pork chop is you look for the color. You want a nice pink or white uh, color. You do not want to see any dark gray or browning in your pork chops. Uh, you don't want to see any bruisings uh, in your pork chops at all. And these were very, very beautiful chops, Kevin. And my butcher had them on sale, so we were able to get uh, quite a few pork chops for uh, a really wonderful price today. So thank you. T- kudos to my butcher. I was really happy about that. Uh, and, uh, you know, pork chops are just one of those southern treats that, you know, we kind of grew up with around the dinner table. But I decided today to celebrate this dish a little bit, Kevin, and I wish everybody could see your plate because presentation for me is everything. Not only is the pork chops beautiful, I forgot to tell them that we sprinkled uh, pecans right on the top. Mm -hmm. So you have this wonderful bite of brown gravy and onions with these wonderful, wonderful sweet bites of uh, Mississippi pecans right right in the dish. And our producer Jonas reminds me that uh, if you want to see a picture of it, he took some photos this morning. They will be posted on our webpage very shortly. Yay. <laughs> Hope we have a lot of callers today because I'm enjoying this pork chop. <laughs> Let's uh, start, though, with uh, our friend Blaine in Meridian. Good hey, morning, Blaine. Blaine. Good morning. Good morning, guys and girls and all the rest of you. How are you doing this morning? Fantastic. How are you? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Uh had to chime in uh, with a uh, lamb chop recipe for y'all. Fantastic. Uh, I've never really liked lamb chops, and uh, somebody turned me on doing them this way, and all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, that's what's been missing. <laughs> so you uh, get you some lemons, uh, squeeze your lemon juice. I usually will throw the lemon squeezed uh, rinds and everything in the bag. Uh, olive oil, chop up some garlic or mince it, whatever you want to do with it, really. Uh, some preferably fresh thyme, salt and pepper, and pepper. Put that all in the Ziploc bag, throw your lamb chops in there, and let them sit overnight-ish. The next day, you can either uh, put a little salt and pepper on them or Cavender's Greek seasoning, which is good on everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
grill them, and people who say they don't like lamb chops will love them. It, uh, the lemon and the garlic and everything just kind of works to take away any gaminess, and uh, they, they're a pretty big hit. I absolutely love lamb chops, and actually the first time, Blaine, that I had brown sugar gravy, um, a very dear friend of mine who's a wonderful chef had prepared a special dish for me and a friend, and they had these seared lamb chops. Oh, my gosh, they were juicy and tender. And he uh, drizzled this wonderful brown sugar gravy on top. I don't know who doesn't like lamb chops. I just think it's such a wonderful delicacy. Uh, and you find it in a lot of Mediterranean dishes. Uh, but it really is, for me, one of my favorite chops. Absolutely. Well, usually you find a, a fairly bold seasoning in it, and it's because it does have a teeny bit of gamey taste to it. But uh, the, that lemon and garlic and thyme concoction on there just really makes it for, makes wonderful eating. Well, you know, and that's the wonderful thing, too, about lemon blain on any food that has that gamey taste that you're wanting to not necessarily taste as much. Uh, being able to marinate that in, uh, in lemon juice will a lot of times get rid of or cut down on that wild taste that you're talking about. Oh, and one more thing. What's this? fried or baked business what's wrong with grilled well you know what i'll take look i'm gonna have a forest grump mama i'll take them grilled fried baked <laughs> barbecued i mean just give me pork chops right <laughs> i only have one problem with pork chops i'm not eating them in public because i'm gonna pick it up and gnaw on them <laughs> Well, you know, we're from the South. We can do that. Yeah, I'm not going into a nice swank restaurant. It's going to happen. Blaine, if there were were a webcam in the studio right now, Blaine, you would see that I'm eating mine the exact same way. Exactly, man. That's what the bone's for. Oh, my God. You guys are hilarious. All righty. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks for calling in this morning. Need to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll continue our discussion on chops. Pork chops, lamb chops, how do you like your chops? Give us a call this morning. The phone lines are open at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Or you can send an email. Send it to food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, featuring My Trustmark online and mobile banking. Monitor accounts and information, transfer funds, create special alerts and reminders. Details at Trustmark.com. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Owens, host of Southern Remedy for Women, here to warn you about an upcoming epidemic of license plate envy. Yes, it's coming after you see someone driving around with a new MPB car tag. It's the latest way you can support Mississippi Public Broadcasting continue the mission of educating, informing, and entertaining Mississippians. This epidemic is easily remedied by visiting mpbonline.org slash car tag to pre-order yours today. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about chops and enjoying some delicious pork chops that Deborah prepared for us this morning. She got here a little bit later than usual, so she, I think you do this on purpose. You'd like to see me eating on the I air. I love to see you <laughs> eating on air, Kevin. And, and you know, and you said to me that you had never had brown sugar gravy, so tell everybody what you think about it. It's really it's delicious because like I say, you have the the savory taste of the onions. 
uh, but then it's got that nice little, just a little bit of sweet. It's not overly sweet, but just enough to give it uh, that kind of flavor explosion that is so that you're so good at. And that's one of the things <clears throat> that I really like about your cooking is that, and I think this is is true of of all good cooks. You're able to to combine flavors, but they don't overpower each other. They kind of work together, so you get a hint of this and a hint of that, and nothing is is too overpowering. Wow, I appreciate you saying that. You know, um, Kevin, for me, whether I'm preparing a franted sandwich or we're doing a gourmet meal, I want every meal to have those, ex- you know, that t- that experience when you bite into something that all of your senses are excited, your eyes are excited, your mouth is happy, your tummy's happy. And I really believe today we this was a home run for me. And so I want to share a couple of things with our audience today. The brown sugar gravy is super easy to make. Uh, basically what I did, Kevin, after we uh, seized up our pork chops, I took most of the oil out of my skillet, probably a little bit more than uh, 90% of the oil out of the skillet that was left over. I left the little crumbs, and everybody that's ever fried pork chops understand what that is. I left those in the skillet, and I use a cast iron skillet, of course. And I took a whole onion, a very large onion, and I sliced it up, Kevin, into these nice little uh, bites. And I seized my onions up. You want to toast those onions up really, really nice, get a nice char on them. And just as you get a nice char, add in about two tablespoons of brown sugar. And you just give them a nice stir. And what you'll notice is going to happen is this nice caramelization will start happening with your um, your onions. And then the next thing that you're going to do, Kevin, is you're going to add in about a half a cup of uh, heavy cream. And you're just going to reduce your heat, let it just seize up just a little bit, and just two tablespoons of flour. Give it a nice stir, not too much flour because this is not a super thick gravy. It's got a wonderful texture to it. It's absolutely delightful. And what happens is you've got all these seasonings that are left in the bottom of your skillet in the oil from your pork chops. And if you have to or if you need to want to add a little bit of just a pinch of salt in there to kind of give it a little bit of extra flavor. But this gravy is absolutely amazing. The other thing with our pork chops, Kevin... The secret to, for me, for a super juicy pork chop, because sometimes if you fry them, you can fry them too hard um, or you can undercook them. And it doesn't take long for pork chops to get done, about three minutes, three to four minutes on each side. So what I did was I simply uh, did an egg wash flour batter. Well, let me back up. The night before, I marinated them in some buttermilk, just like you would your chicken, and a little bit of ranch dressing, and I let them sit overnight. Once this morning when I got up, I took them and I drenched them in a flour, did an egg wash, and then drenched them in the flour again, took them out and let them stand for about 10 minutes. You want that coating to really grab a hold to your meat. And then I put them in this medium heat in my cast iron skillet and just browned them on both sides. I took them out let them rest for a few minutes, and then place them in the oven and finish cooking them. It's almost the same thing that you do with chicken parmesan, Mm -hmm. the same technique, and you get this really, really wonderful, juicy pork chop. So you have a combination of both fried and baked techniques that work together, and I mean, it's a wonderful, delightful bite. Yeah, I think that's great because, as you said, you're you're getting kind of the best of both worlds of frying and baking. And uh, But again, it's and I saw my that coating on there. I'm like, boy, that, that, and so, you know, a piece of that fell off and I ate that with the rest of the rice. So it was just, like I said, I'm a big fan of pork chops and this really, really was, was something uh, delightful this morning. Thank you so much. We've got some open phone lines. So if you're a chop lover, either pork chops or lamb chops, I don't, I don't think there's such a thing as a beef chop, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, let us know this morning. Give us uh, an there idea. There are some chopsticks though. <laughs> Give us an idea of how you'd like to prepare your chops. The phone lines are open at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 You can also email the show food at mpbonline.org. So the pork chops you had this morning were bone-in. Obviously, you can also get boneless pork chops. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it sort of depends on maybe how you want to prepare them. So what are some things to think about about whether you would go bone-in or boneless? Well, one of the things that happens, uh, Kevin, of course, you know, there are different cuts of um, pork chops just like they are steaks. And and it's really funny because steaks 
and pork chops are really cut the same way. And so, you, you know, you got your shoulder chop, um, Kevin. You've also got your rib chop, and um, which is really, really wonderful. You got your lawn chop. Um, and you got your boneless chop, and that's what you were just talking about, and you got your sirloin, and it's pretty much, again, the same thing as uh, with a steak. And for me, if I'm frying, I kind of really want that uh, bone in. Just absolutely wonderful. Um, it's, you know, it's um, the rib chop is what it's called, and it's just it's from the center cut of the pork, and, I mean, it's just absolutely delightful way to do that. And... Uh, of course, it's the texture is just right. And what you're going to have in that is you're going to see the marbling in it, that little trim of fat on the outside. Some people want it trimmed off. I actually kind of like leaving it on because that fat itself reduces into the flavor and the seasons of the meat. It's just absolutely wonderful. And, uh, you know, if I was going to do boneless chops, uh, Kevin, one of the things that I may do for those is serve them for breakfast. And I may just want to, you know, drizzle them in a little bit of flour and pan sear them really quick, really easy to fix. So it just really depends on, you know, which piece you want, what your meal is actually going to be. You know, if you want to do something more fancy, you can do your sirloins and, you know, a little asparagus on the side. Just really a great dish. So do the boneless pork chops cook faster than the bone in? Well, it depends, again, on the thickness of the cut. Um, you know, if most of the time the bone in, Kevin, takes, um, again, pork, let me say this, pork doesn't take long to cook. And one of the things that happens a lot of times is people have the tendency to overcook it, and that's where you get that really dryness from your pork chop. Um, it only takes, again, about three to four minutes on each side. Um, if you're going to kick something a little bit heavier, uh, for instance, like your uh, sirloin, you may want to, uh, you know, do five to six minutes in, in terms of searing, but you don't want to overcook it. Anything longer than that, a lot of times you just kind of overdo it. Very good. Looks like we've got some callers on the line. So we go to Mobile and say good morning to Mikey. Hello, Mikey. Hi, Mikey. Hi. Hey, good morning. Um, you guys, I just love you guys. <laughs> we love you too, girl. <laughs> uh, y'all are just such a wonderful duo. Um, uh, so I'm hoping you're going to let me, um, well, you know, have some good fun together, okay? Um, uh, uh, first of all, um, uh, 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 Mr. Farrell, <laughs> the, uh, you are usually so proficient with verbiage, shall we say. <laughs> And to hear you stutter a little bit tells me how absolutely good that stuff is. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, now, top's not my thing, um, but the gravy thing sounds just too good to pass up, so I'm going to try to adapt that to my, my style of cooking. And my question is, Miss Honey, um, oh, girl, you just so got it going on. What can I say? Um, uh but you said that you didn't start cooking until what? 2010. That's only six years ago. Um, absolutely. And it's and it's one of the sweetest things um, in my life in terms of an experience with wow. how big uh, everything around us is. And all you have to do is ask. And the thing that I've learned, Mikey, is that you can never ask for too much, whether how big or how small it is, because I literally had moved into a property in Terry, Mississippi, with one of the most amazing kitchens ever. And it was just a waste of real estate. And I walked in with a lot of joy in my heart. I raised my hands and I said, God, please teach me how to cook. And well, the, the very next day, I um, used a little faith, went to the grocery store, bought some stuff to cook, and girl, the rest is MPB history. <laughs> well, my question was what motivated you, but I guess that answers that. It's girl, if you had seen this kitchen, oh, my God. I mean, it was it had all the bells and whistles. I mean, you know, and, and it was um, everything that a right. girl should, you know, dream of in a kitchen. And it was so but it was a waste of real estate. It really was. Well, it, I'm working on the other end of stuff. Like I said, I'm kind of working on the porch and, you know, that kind of thing. I'm even getting into the solar oven stuff. Tell that guy that called in with the solar oven ideas to call back, okay? <laughs> and y'all take care, and thank you. Keep up the great work. Always right. good to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, let's move on next. We're going to get uh, Frank and Jackson. Good morning, Frank. Hey, Frank. <laughs> I feel so far from the animals slaughtered to make this show successful. <laughs> I knew you couldn't resist it. <laughs> but anyway, 
I've been weaning my wife towards uh, more raw food. She's not going to give up meat. I've got to do it in a smoothie on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And she told me, Frank, I will eat, consume anything you prepare, as long as I can come home and it's there. <laughs> so I'm going to try and sneak more food in her. But where can I go to taste some of your food? I mean, I figure I can, oh, my goodness, I can, uh, a tool is going I can, you know, have a treat every <laughs> two or three months. But do you have a restaurant or a kitchen or do you do catering? How do we get a taste of it? And how do we keep Kevin away from coming over and eating everything? <laughs> well, Kevin has an open door invitation, so that's never going to happen, Frank. I do not have a restaurant as of yet. We never know what the future is going to hold. Uh, the beautiful state of Mississippi has so many wonderful opportunities. I do do some catering uh, on small um, levels, uh, Frank, but we're actually... Um, when the cookbook is released, one of the things that I'm planning on doing is doing a food tasting. And I so I'll have to make sure that your name is on the list so that you and your wife can come. And I really wish that I could, every Monday that I could have the whole state of Mississippi and, you know, have people here and we could feed them. That would be fantastic. But I'm looking forward to whatever the future is bringing in terms of us doing um, bigger things in terms of um, food opportunities. All right, uh, Frank, good to hear from you this morning. You know, that that'd be, that sounds like a lot of fun, you know, a, sort of a cookbook tour, but then uh, a chance to maybe uh, sample some of the food in it and uh, know it would be great. So that's uh, certainly something to look forward to. You know, Kevin, I, I'm still reminiscing from um, the food tour that we had or the Mississippi Public Broadcasting Tour we had last year. Mm-hmm. And at the last event, I was able to bring some samples and everybody responded so kindly. I didn't get to make any of the events this year because my life has changed so much over the last several months. But um, I'm looking forward to being able to do many uh, in the future food tastings. And, um, you know, and who knows, uh, we've praying and dreaming about having our own television show, maybe even something here with the station. So there are so many wonderful things going on for us. And of course, you know, anytime you um, start a project, there's all the dreaming part, but then to bring it back down to life and make things happen in a very real time. It's been really interesting and I'm learning a lot. So having a blast. We need to take another quick break. When we get back, we're going to continue talking about chops, pork chops and lamb chops. Uh, what do you like uh, with your uh, chops? What's some favorite recipes maybe you'd like to share? Or what do you like to go along with them? What are some great side dishes to go with your chops? Give us a call this morning. We've got some open phone lines. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. Back with more of Deep South Dining after this. Radio is your voice for Mississippi. If you or your community has an event coming up and you'd like help spreading the word, send us an email. You've got mail to PSA at mpbonline.org. I'm Debbie Miner, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. Each week we discuss topics that have to do with keeping you in the best shape of your life or getting you in better shape one step at a time. From healthier eating to exercise routines to supplements and knowing how to read the signals that your body is showing you, Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit is here to help Mississippians feel their absolute best. Listen to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All 
Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And we're talking about chops this morning, talking about pork chops and lamb chops. So uh, if you have a special way to prepare them, a recipe that you'd like to share with us, or maybe uh, a good meal, what do you like to serve alongside with your chops? Give us a call this morning. We've got some open phone lines at one eight seven seven mpb ring Call us at one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. You know, we uh, touched briefly on the idea of should you trim off the egg, the fat or not. And and I think um, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I think it kind of adds to the flavor and helps in the whole cooking process. I even like it, you know, Kevin, to leave just a little bit of the fat, even when I'm having a steak. You know, it's, it's that wonderful little bite that you get, that extra little buttery flavor. And it's natural. It's not... Uh, something that you're infusing. It's a natural fat that's already a part of the meat that you're preparing. You know, and the wonderful thing about pork chops, Kevin, too, that a lot of people may not know is that it's a great source of potassium. You've got about 690 milligrams of potassium right in your pork chop. Is also, of course, you know, a great source of protein. And of course, you know, the running joke is, is the other white meat. Mm -hmm. And so instead of eating chicken, it's a a more leaner meat than beef uh, to have. But I absolutely love pork chops. And and the thing that I say to anybody, you know, uh, enjoy, you know, whatever meal you're eating. Always remember to eat in moderation. Have fun with your food, you know, and it's a great part about being in the South. We've learned... uh, for many reasons to prepare a lot of comfort foods, but you do want to also take really good care of yourself in the process. So, uh, you know, and you mentioned how uh, quickly a pork cooks, and I think that the the pork industry are, or or has, I mean, pork is a lot safer, I think, than it used to be. I think in the, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, people worried about uh, bacteria and that sort of thing, but, but they've really uh, done a lot better, and 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 uh, pork is is much healthier or safer, I think, than it used to be. And so, yeah, it, it cooks quickly. So again, when you're maybe pan frying, you want to uh, put the heat up there to get the sear in, and but then would you cut the heat back to finish the the pork chops? Well, the thing that I I've learned for me that works well for me, the technique is to to do it on medium high heat. If you get it too high, a lot of times you're going to sear the outside and maybe not have given the inside enough time to really cook through and through. So medium high heat tends to work really well with pork, no matter what cut that you're using. If you take that heat, again, really, really high, Kevin, you may want to let that um, finish it off and let it rest in the oven to finish preparing it uh, because you do want it to be done. Uh, even though it's a quick cook, you mm-hmm. still want the meat to be done. All right. So then uh, baking a pork chop, uh, again, what are some tips and some ideas on, on that? Well, one of the things that, you know, you're always interested in doing is getting as much flavor as you can. So you may even want to think about brining it the night before. Uh, and brines are really easy to make. A little vinegar, some brown sugar, your favorite spices, you know, some little cayenne, maybe some habanera if you like a little extra heat, you know, some um, peppercorn pepper in a little bit of coarse salt and just let it sit overnight. Remove it out, uh, Kevin. And personally, I'm going to brush on just a little bit of uh, butter, add it uh, into um, the grill and go ahead and bake it off that way. It's a really wonderful bite, really wonderful. And if you don't want to do all of that, simply coat it with a little Italian dressing. It's a wonderful way to bake ribs. I'm saying ribs, pork chops. (laughs) I got food on the brain, Kevin. (laughs) You know, know, seriously, it's a running joke. I wake up thinking about food. I go to sleep thinking about food (laughs) and how to make it better and how to entertain people. It's just really um, just a really wonderful life to have. It is. And, you know, uh, Blaine, our friend from Meridian, called in earlier and, and mentioned uh, gr- grilled pork chops, also very good. You could probably uh, use the uh, broiler in your oven if you wanted to. Oh, absolutely. If you like that, you, you know, if it's raining outside and you can't, you know, get out and barbecue, the broiler is a wonderful tool to use no matter what you're cooking. Uh, it's a great way to finish off your burgers. It's a great way to, you know, do quick grilled cheese toast. But of course, when you're doing your pork chops, uh, being able to use your uh, broiler is absolutely wonderful. Now, what I would do, Kevin, is uh, because you don't want to, you know, crisp it up too much that it's not wonderful bite, just maybe want to pan sear it just a tiny bit, you know, on top of the stove first and then finish it off just maybe for about a minute and a half under the broiler. Because, of course, everybody knows that broiler is super high heat and it's going to go ahead and crisp it up really fast. 
All right. Again, we've got some open phone lines, so we need the chop lovers to call in this morning at one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Email the show at food at mpbonline.org. Again, maybe if you have a good recipe for a pork chop or what do you like to serve with your pork chops when you serve uh, them to friends and family, give us a call. We got some open phone lines. You know, when we talk about lamb chops, to me, that is always a special occasion because they're a little bit more expensive. And I, I certainly, uh, one thing I associated with my mom used to make them um, for Easter, but I, I mean, to me, that really is, like I say, a very special thing. And, and, and I love a good uh, lamb chop. So again, we're at the grocery store. Uh, what are we looking for when we look for lamb? Now, normally when I'm going to buy some lamb chop, Kevin, I actually like to buy the ones that are freeze dried already in the super sealed wrap. Uh, because, you know, they'll last a little bit longer in the freezer just in case I'm not going to cook them right away. But you want this really beautiful, uh, bright color that you're looking for. I like to see a little caramelization, that little rib of fat that's running through uh, the meat, and especially when if I'm getting a chop, uh, because, you know, that just that little fat helps to add, um, you know, to the wonderful bite that you're going to have at the end. Uh, you want to always, always, no matter what you buy, check the dates. I tell everybody to do that. Check the dates and build a great relationship with your butcher, whether you're going to your local market or to a privately owned butcher shop. Go by and speak. And normally, even at grocery stores, Butchers, you know, that's an art. And so those people are paid to be there and to have a service. And they're usually going to be there for a while. So you go by, whether it's Kroger's or whatever your store is, and, and introduce yourself to the butcher and get to know them. And they're very helpful. They'll let you know when something came in. There are even recipes on the counter. And uh, and usually most butchers uh, tend to cook a lot. And so they have little handy tips that they'll share with you as well. Got another caller on the line. Let's say good morning to Alisa. Hi, Alisa. Hey. Good morning. What do you have for us? Well, I just wanted to tell you what I like with my pork chops. All I've right. always liked, and I guess it's, I'm so Mississippi, but I grew up eating pork chops with sweet potatoes. Oh, wow. Sweet potatoes and greens. You can, you can, I like to take my sweet potatoes and, and, and sweeten them. I don't mash them. <laughs> You know, I add some steam syrup or something to make it uh, a little sweeter. And then I like my greens. I don't like to cook my greens all day. I kind of like them, I guess you would call it braised with onions. And yes. A little bit of water. And so, anyway, and if you still eat cornbread, which I said no nowadays, you can cook cornbread with it. So, that's just, I just wanted to weigh in on that. So, Elisa, let me tell you what you did for me, girl. Kevin's looking at me. I have <laughs> goosebumps because what you did for me and that is just brought so many wonderful childhood memories back. Uh, my grandmother would fix pork chops and candy yams. Oh, my God, Kevin. Uh, just uh, such a beautiful memory. But th they pair really well together. Uh, whether you're using a sweet potato souffle, you know, if you want to do something more sophisticated or just, you know, some plain old yams, pork chops and yams just pair really, really well. And I'm down with those greens any time of day. Okay. <laughs> okay thanks, guys. Thanks, Alicia. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. If you like pork chops or lamb chops, have a special recipe that you'd like to share or how you like to uh, fix them, what do you like to eat with them, give us a call. Uh, the number's one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. It'd be great to hear from uh, Kathleen from Osaka. Always good to hear from her. We'd Absolutely. love to hear what her take is on the pork chop. So if you're listening out there this morning, go ahead and uh, give us a call. So, uh, again, we had sort of transitioned. We're also talking a little bit about uh, lamb chops. Um, so <clears throat> what are some ways uh, th that you think are good to uh, to fix those? Well, you know, again, Kevin, traditionally you see uh, lamb chops in other cultures served quite a bit, and especially in Mediterranean-type uh, dishes, and you have all of these wonderful spices, are, and they're usually served with, you know, a wonderful aromatic rice like jasmine rice or something. But uh, to braise them is a really wonderful way uh, to do your chops or to even roast uh, the lamb, and you have your earrows that are 
just absolutely delightful. One of my favorite sandwiches of all times mm-hmm. is to have a lamb Eero. But lamb chops for me is just one of those absolutely, you know, if I can get dressed up a little bit, even if I'm at home and light the candles. It's just one of the use, like you said earlier, is always for an special occasion. But I think you would agree that the presentation, even today with a pork chop, represented something uh, that could have easily turned into a special occasion. And that's the wonderful thing about whatever you're preparing, to just be able to take the time and uh, be creative, you know, in in terms of your presentation. Sometimes just pull out the good china. And one of the things that we did for Kevin today is I literally brought (laughs) a good plate. Normally we have paper plates around here, but I was feeling a little, you know, warm and fuzzy today, Kevin, (laughs) so I brought you. (laughs) And I appreciate that. It's uh, pretty much uh, clear of all food now. (laughs) All all thing left is the pork chop bone. (laughs) Uh, let's get one call in before our next break. And uh, Carol's called in from Mobile today. Good morning, Carol. Hey, Carol. Good morning. Good morning to you. Um, I wanted to uh, just share something with you. When I cook my lamb chops, um, I cook them on top of the stove, and I just use salt and pepper. But I'm very particular the way I the way I sear them. I sear them on each side, and then on the back of the tea, in the little tea tea bone. Um, I actually sit them up on the T-bone mm-hmm. and let them and let them actually cook because that's where the meat tends to not cook very much. So the heat actually goes through that T-bone, and then because of the way it's broken down, there's more little fillet on one side than it is the other. So I lay them. It's a triangle, so I also sear them on each of the two sides, taking care to sear them more on the larger fillet side than the smaller fillet side. And then I deglaze the pan with a little liquid, and then I add a really good quality cherry preserves, and it just, it's it's an amazing touch to those, to the lamb chops. The cherry is just an amazing flavor to go with the the lamb chops, and a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people use mint, which is good as well, but the cherry is amazing with lamb. Absolutely, and I'm going to share something, Carol, too, that I I tried recently, um, with a lamb chop that just really blew my mind. A friend of mine made some jalapeno pepper jelly. Mm. Oh. oh my <laughs> goodness. It was just a tiny bit spread across um, you know, the chop uh, after it was done. It was just the most delicate bite. It wasn't too much. And usually um, when people make pepper jellies, they're really too hot for me. Uh, but this was just the perfect, perfect blend of um, pepper jelly, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful bite. Oh, that sounds great. And, you know, fig preserves are also something that pairs with the lamb pretty well, too, but the cherry is excellent. Absolutely. All right, Carol, thanks to for the call. Good to hear from you this morning. Let's take one final break this hour. We are talking today on Deep South Dining about chops, pork chops and lamb chops. So if you have a favorite way to prepare them or some things that you like to eat when you serve your chops, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this. Public Media app is available now. Watch MPB TV, listen to MPB Think and Music Radio, and stay in the know with MPB News. Search for the MPB Public Media app in the App Store and Google Play stores today. 
Public Broadcasting has partnered with StoryCorps to share first-person accounts of the lives of Mississippians from all walks of life. StoryCorps' mission is to preserve and share the stories of American lives through personal interviews. You can hear these locally recorded interviews each Tuesday morning at 8.30 as part of Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. These segments will also be available at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about chops today, pork chops and lamb chops, ways to prepare them and uh, things to go along with them when you serve them. So we've got some open phone lines and some couple minutes left. So if you'd like to join in, it's one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send us an email food at mpbonline.org. You know, one thing that uh, Carol from Mobile mentioned, you had mentioned it earlier, and I know, when, again, when I do my Blue Apron uh, cooking that they encourage this is when you cook something in a in a pan and you take it out, there's all those little bits of goodness in there. And uh, Carol mentioned deglazing, which I think is to get that flavor uh, with a little bit of liquid. Uh, but sometimes you can... Um, you can just soak it up. I know uh, with Blue Apron a lot, if the, if you're making a hamburger or some sort of sandwich on a bun, they'll suggest that you toast the bun in the pan, and again, the, then you get all that goodness in there. Absolutely, Kevin. Um, being able to utilize that is just gold. I mean, it really is gold. And a lot of times people take it and they pour it out or they wash it out. And I'm going, oh my God, you just poured the most magical part of the flavoring away. But even with the gravy today, Kevin, uh, it is uh, because of course, you know, pork chops will, you know, produce a little bit of oil to just have that little extra that's at the bottom, not too much, less than 10%. And to add your onions in um, and your heavy creams, you just soak up all that flavor. You can deglaze it by adding a little wine, depending on which, you know, meat you're using. You can pair it with white or red red wine. Absolutely wonderful way to absorb those extra flavors. And, of course, like you said, toasting those buns after you've done a hamburger and getting that extra little the old folks will use the term sop it up. You, you sop it up. I was teasing Kevin earlier. On Sundays, we would have pork chops, and on Monday morning, is a poke chop sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure many Southerners have had that before. It's just a, a wonderful way. But, Kevin, I have a pork chop joke for you. So right. there was a young wife who went to the doctor, and she says, Doctor, I'm, I don't know what to do. Every day, my husband is upset. Every day he's angry and I'm just stressed out. And so the doctor said to her, well, the next time your husband comes in and he's angry and he starts to fuss, you get a glass of water and just take a little bit and swish it around in your mouth. Well, two weeks later, she comes back and she says, doctor, look at me. I look wonderful. My husband is happy. What was in the water? He said nothing, but it got you to shut your chops. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the rim shot when we need one? Uh, Got a couple minutes left. So we talked a little bit about um, one of our callers. uh, I think Alisa was saying how much she loved um, sweet potatoes with pork chops. What what do you think some other things that go good with that? Oh, my gosh. You know, being a southern girl, I think that there is a variety of vegetables straight from the garden. Tomatoes pair really well with pork chop to be able to have fresh tomatoes or fried tomatoes and to have a bite of pork chop and tomato in your mouth at the same time. It's like an explosion of happiness. It's wonderful with the summer squash, uh, just delicious. Um, Again, asparagus or your string beans, Kevin, there's really nothing that you cannot use as a side item. They're perfect with that little wonderful green salad that you want to prepare. Or if you want to do cucumber and tomato salad with a few onions in, it's just perfect. I mean, there really is nothing that you cannot serve that wouldn't make a delightful bite um, with your pork chops. Corn pudding, I like that. Uh, ah, you, is that a is that a hint? Hint. <laughs> well, 
Uh, <laughs> but that, a, that would go good with that. And then, if, I, you know, baked beans, I think, is a natural oh, side dish there, too. absolutely. To be able to barbecue those pork chops or grill them and then to serve some uh, baked beans, Kevin, would be just absolutely wonderful. And again, uh, pork chops work really well as a breakfast item. You want those really thin pork chops. Serve them with some eggs, uh, Kevin, maybe a little bit of... Uh, um, rice, um, you know, because in the South we do rice for breakfast. Isn't that funny? Uh, but a little bit of uh, even early morning gravy with sausage and your gravy, just a tiny bit with your pork chops. It's just wonderful. Or, or if you like and you don't want to eat the sausage, you can literally take an extra pork chop, cut it up really, really finely, add it in and, and make a gravy that way as well. All right. So, how about uh, the lamb chops? What do you think might good go good good would might go well with that? <laughs> uh, well, ag- again, uh, one of the things that Carol said is that you know a, a cherry glaze mm-hmm. uh, is really really wonderful. But lamb chops for me with a nice herb potatoes uh, just absolutely always makes me very very happy. Again, uh, uh, when I first had the brown sugar uh, gravy, a friend of mine. Uh, one of the chefs at Bravo's prepared a dish for me, and it was served with rice uh, and lamb chops. Oh, my gosh. And those chops were just absolutely delicious and just a tiny bit of gravy. And and really, lamb chops and pork chops really can be paired with almost exactly the same thing. They work really, really well with sweet potatoes. Uh, it's just, it, you know, it's just a matter of choice. And uh, Blaine from Meridian, I think, mentioned uh, for the lamb chops uh, some some sort of Greek seasoning. But also, I know that uh, one of our favorite places to eat in Pensacola is a Greek restaurant, and they've got a beautiful pork chop dish as well. So if you've got the, some sort of Greek seasoning, uh, that would go well with oh, um, absolutely. with your with your chops as well. <clears throat> Looks like we've got a caller on the line. Our screen has gone blank, so I'm not sure who we're talking to. But uh, good morning. You're on the air with uh, Kevin and Deborah. Good morning. Hi, this is Cynthia from Paris. Hi, Cynthia. And, um, real quick, get your pork chops, brown them real good with olive oil in your skillet, then put them in a, a, like a pie plate, put a layer of sliced potatoes, a layer of onions, and then get a can of cheddar cheese soup. Oh, wow. And the uh, um, can of water you're going to add to the cheddar cheese soup. Once you get the pork chops out, get all the good stuff out of the skillet with that one can of water. Add it to your soup. Pour it over this, the chops of potatoes and onions. Bake it, and it is wonderful. Oh, wow. Anything with cheese on it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so yummy. <laughs> That's, uh, and it's quick and easy, really oh, quick and easy. Great uh, recipe to end the hour with. That is about going to wrap us up for today. <clears throat> Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Jonas Adams, and our call screener today was Sharita Brent. Uh, so for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. That's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.